Hello again. Now, still with us in studio, our media house political correspondent uh, Hugh O'Connell, the Green Party's Marco Cossi, Claire Curran from Sinn Féin and Jed Nash of Labour. Hugh, the uh, Belfast High Court brought down the hammer today on the UK legacy bill. Yeah. Heavily critical of it. It's another setback, but just explain the background to the case today. Yeah, so um, basically the, 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 um, the Northern Ireland Troubles Legacy and Reconciliation Act um, has been widely criticised uh, by all political parties, I think, in Northern Ireland, victims' organisations uh, and the Irish government, which is actually suing the UK government over this um, act. Um, and uh, a case taken by uh, victims' uh, families, uh, uh, by solicitors on their behalf, um, the court found that the provisions for conditional immunity from prosecution for uh, troubles offences uh, in this act are not compatible with human rights laws. Um, the law, the, the specific uh, issue that the court uh, made a judgment on was the aspect of the law that include a, a limited form of immunity from prosecution for troubles related offences for those who cooperate with this new uh, independent commission for reconciliation and information recovery, which would be set up under the act. Um, so the um, the act will also hold future civil cases and legacy inquests so that the kind of the outpouring of this will be that um, it'll go to a superior court um, but it is a setback for the British government's intention of getting this uh, up and running this process up and running um, and I think that you know what uh, the Northern Ireland Secretary Chris Eaton Harris uh, said in the um, in Westminster today in the House Commons was that he would take time to study this judgment. I think it runs to about 200 pages uh, and, and responds uh, in due course to that. But look, it's, it's no doubt it's, it's a win, I think, for those uh, who've campaigned against this legislation and believe that it would be um, very counterproductive to uh, reconciliation, I think, in Northern Ireland. Yeah, and uh, the British government um, seemed determined, uh, Jed Nash, to continue with this. Alan Colton, the, uh, the judge in the Belfast High Court, saying that... Uh, he didn't just look at points of law. He said he failed to see how this would go any way towards uh, reconciliation. Right. Mm -hmm. So not just the points of law, but the, the spirit of the law. Yeah, he, he tore it asunder um, in that regard um, and made what you might consider to be a political point um, in some ways um, on, on this. Um, this is a real kicking for uh, Chris Eden-Harris uh, and, and the Tory government. Um of course, we know the Tory agenda over the last few years has actually been to remove themselves from the uh, European Convention on Human Rights in any case. So uh, I think this uh, will, may very well have implications even for other cases further down the line uh, for the UK's position. I think it greatly enhances um, the Irish state's case um, against the UK government in terms of their behaviour on this act and, and, and the, 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 the compatibility of the act itself with um, with uh, the European um, convention on um, human rights. I absolutely thought that the, the the perspective given by the judge um, was was absolutely spot on, and it was a really good day for victims, uh, for survivors, for their families, and indeed anybody across the political spectrum who believes in the primacy of human rights uh, and coming to terms with what happened uh, in Northern Ireland uh, during that very very uh, dark um, dark period. I mean, the idea that there would be even limited immunity from prosecution from individuals, some of whom operating on behalf of a state, and that that would be considered, I think, is inimical to to 
um, the principles of human rights and that has been proven uh, I think in the judgment um, today and is most certainly I think a boon for the Irish state's position. All right, uh, Claire Coran, the uh, British government seems minded to continue mm-hmm. with attempting to try to uh, get this uh, legacy bill through. So, I mean, all things considered, the interstate case being taken by the Irish government over this, uh, they'll, they'll feel vindicated. Would you would you agree with that? Well, look, I mean, the best case scenario here will be the British government repeal the Legacy Act. But I mean, they do seem resolute in relation to even on the back of the, the High Court judgment today. And I mean, at no stage should any victim or their family be and have their avenues that are there, the existing avenues, shut down when it comes to truth and justice. And that is what the Legacy Act seeks to do. So I think by the looks of things, the Irish case will have to move forward. I don't think the British government are going to back down in relation to the Legacy Act, despite all of the opposition and despite that very clear and significant judgment today. Uh, So I think it will come to pass that the Irish government will have to proceed with its case. And I don't see the British government backing down, unfortunately. All right. um, Marco Kosig, if the British government feels strongly enough about this and they withdraw from the European Convention on Human Rights, uh, the the basis of the peace process, the Good Friday the Agreement in, in, in the North is in jeopardy. Uh, it weakens the international framework around human rights that uh, of which the European Convention on Human Rights is a part. Think, no matter how the Irish government's case at the European Court of Human Rights goes, things could still go wrong as a result of this. Uh, absolutely. And I mean... I find it really difficult to reconcile with my knowledge of, you know, regular British people with that kind of they've that innate sense of, you know, common decency. And uh, and, and this, not just this alone, but also when you put it against what they're doing in terms of asylum seekers and this yep. deportation to Rwanda. And it's just so way out there. I mean, it's so far removed mm-hmm. from a position of basic human rights and uh, Look, I mean, we've seen it in the by-elections. I think the, the electorate aren't even waiting in the long grass for this Tory party now. Um, they're going to have an opportunity to express that common decency that I think is, you know, shared by most British people at their next opportunity at the ballot box. And I really hope they do so because this is, I mean, it's bizarre from the Tory government, quite honestly, to fly in the face of human rights law mm. I, I I can't understand it. I can't reconcile it with my knowledge of garden variety British people. Mm-hmm. And the sooner we see we see the back of this government, the better. All right. And uh, Hugh O'Connell, the, the the Labour Party, the main party of opposition in the UK, is committed to to repealing this mm-hmm. uh, if they attain power. So perhaps uh, this may all become moot in time, it, it depending might, on the general yeah, election. I do think going. there are some provisions of it that that will uh, the, the government has, the UK government has signaled they intend to enact by by May of this year. So that that I suppose will be cause for concern for those who are opposed to this. But ultimately, as you said, Labour, which is expected to take power after the next general election in the UK, which will be sometime this year, uh, has committed to repealing it. So, 